welcome to 216, a link to the past randomizer podcast. I am your host, Fear Agent. Back for episode number 10. Today on the show, we've got Amerith, one of my favorite people of all time. She is so awesome. And I'm glad she agreed to do the show. So uh, we've got a fun conversation with her coming up. Touch on some of the news going on. Main tournament moving on to the finals. We've got Obscure versus Scholzer. Uh, not on the schedule yet. Game three just happened between Obscure and Andy. You're able to take game three over Andy. It was MC Boss Shuffle for game three. Uh, their go mode was Hook Shot. Of course, was in Pendant Turtle Rock on Laser Bridge. Obscure, able to get to that first, and uh, was able to score the victory there. So we've got GFE versus Andy for the bronze match, and Obscure versus Schulzer for the title. Going to have a new winner uh, of the main tournament, so it's going to be uh, exciting to have a new uh, ALTTPR main tournament champion this year. Crazy that we've come to the end of the main tournament. Uh, it always uh, feels like it's like, wait, 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 and then the tournament lasts forever. <laughs> And now we're here at the end. So uh, with that ending, we've got a couple other tournaments going on. Cross Keys tournament just started. Uh, I am in the Cross Keys tournament. Won my first round against Norsk Maddy, which was restreamed on uh, ZSR1. If you want to go back and watch that one. Uh, really good race. Uh, Norsk Maddy actually was up a little bit early with, uh, I think it was like an early Mirror Moon Pro or something. I can't remember at this point. I've watched so many Cross Keys races <laughs> since this uh, tournament started. But ended up forgetting about the back of Skull Woods, um, which had pod and progression. So I got a little lucky in that race and uh, was able to pull the victory out in that one. A couple other notable wins so far in the tournament. We had Ellis over F. Coughlin. Uh, Ellis, a really strong cross keys runner, but Fred is also really good at the game, just period. So uh, wouldn't be surprised if either one of those won. Ellis taking that game. Shinmaru over CS Tutor. Another one that would probably, I guess, be considered an upset is CS Tutors, one of the, the top ladder racers every season, uh, especially in cross keys, finishing usually in the top like three or five. Two big wins uh, happening that I don't think many people predicted. We had Kazden over Wall Kicks, and that's not to take anything away from Kazden. Kazden's an excellent runner. Wall Kicks is one of the best cross keys runners in ALTTPR, though, so... Seeing him lose round one is a bit surprising. K's didn't pull enough, uh, a bit of an upset there. And then Boo This Man over Dazed Cloud. I'm not real familiar with Boo This Man, but again, Dazed being one of the best cross keys runners in the game. Uh, it's always surprising to see them go down in round one. Would not want to be 0-1 and have the potential of facing someone like Wall Kicks or wouldn't want to be 0-1 and having to face uh, Wall Kicks or Dazed Cloud. Gonna be a tough matchup to get paired against one of those two in round two if you're 0 and 1. So, this is rando though, and upsets happen. One of the reasons why we love this game. Uh, it's exciting to watch all the cross keys matches that are going on right now. Cross keys being basically the only mode that I ever play. Always into watching more and more cross keys. So, excited to have this tournament going on. Uh, Kaz Boots tournament is just about to start. They announced the groups today. Uh, 128 people, I think. Didn't get a chance to watch the reveal stream, but uh, took a quick glance at the uh, the groups. So it's groups of four. You'll play your opponent twice, and the top two of the groups will move on to the bracket stage. Group Z has both Buen and Jim in their group. Maybe number one and two of the entire tournament in the same group. That's scary. <laughs> if you're in Group Z, you're going to have a, a tough break there trying to make the brackets with both Boyne and Jem being in the same group. 
just filthy, just filthy. Group AB has Amerith, who's again our guest on the show today. Uh, Teto Willard and Chelsea Lynn. That's a tough group. Don't know who the two are coming out there, but uh, should be a, a fun group to watch. Group AE has Skelly, Kazden, Zelga, and Leoria. So another tough group. You know how much of a fan of Zelga I am, so I'd like I like his chances coming out of there. But the other three, I mean, only one of them can make it if Zelga is the other one. Uh, Kazden and Leoria being on the same league team, JKLOL, will have to be facing off against each other. That's always fun when you get uh, league teammates having to race. So yeah, 128 runners in that one um, should be interesting. I think they're going to be doing their own restreams. They might even be on uh, speed gaming as well. So you should be able to catch some of those Kaz boots tournament races coming up. I've been doing my own restreams on my own channel. I'm actually having so much fun doing restreams. I've been restreaming mostly the cross keys tournament. I did the Gamma TWW match. That was a lot of fun to watch. Did the Radical Sniper versus Dr. Earworm match. That was a lot of fun. And then restreamed Andy versus Nobly. Uh, all of the all of these being the cross keys tournament. So uh, come hang out, putting those events in the Discord over on the 216 Discord. So go ahead, join 216 Discord. You get the uh, link at 216pod.com. We're having fun over there. I also have an open door policy for restreams. So if you see me in the booth doing a restream and there's no one else there, just join the green room and uh, I'll pull you in and we could. Uh, could have some fun. The only requirement to uh, join the booth is just don't be an asshole. <laughs> if you could do that, uh, join me, uh, comment some matches. We're having a lot of fun with the restreams. Um, big shout out to today's guest, Amerith, who set me up and taught me how to do uh, the restreaming uh, and make it as like as professional as I can um, because she does such an awesome job with the league restreams. I think she even does the Go Mode Mentor tournament restreams as well. I think. She might be in charge of that stuff. So yeah, today's guest is Amerith. Uh, Amerith and I go back a ways. She came on as the um, restream mod back in season three and uh, eventually became a, a league admin. And we get into all of that and we talk about her time uh, with the council and her approach to the game. And it's just a really fun conversation. I love Amerith. And uh, she always just like, she always just is open and available and kind. And I mean, I could say so many good things about Amerith and try to make her blush <laughs> uh, because she's such an awesome person and uh, she keeps her, she keeps her cool, at least in public. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know she's a meme Lord, but she's, uh, she's just great. And so we have a really fun conversation. So uh, yeah, enough of me app and let's get to it. So I'm going to start a little bit with flattery because uh, I've known you for a while now. I, you know, I brought you on uh, as an admin to the league. Uh, you were a mod. I believe you got started by doing or helping with the league restreams. That's kind of like your step into the door of the league and then our friendship from there. But I have to say you are like the nicest, coolest person that I know. <laughs> so that's where I want to start this podcast. You, Amerith, are awesome because uh, you do so much work that is unseen. And I have so much appreciation for for people like you and people like Sigma, uh, people like Drossi, who do a lot of work 
and don't get all the recognition that I feel like they deserve. Like you've done so much for the league. Um, so I am super excited to do this podcast with you today. Oh, I'm glad that you would you know, be willing to have me because it's also one of those, I suffer from one of those things where it's just like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Like I gotta be, oh, I, <laughs> I got crazy. this and that still to do. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not keeping up with these other people that are doing like this other tournament stuff. Oh man, like I need to be making sure I'm doing more. So it's, like, it's always that just constant <laughs> balance of like, yes, I know I need to always need to step back. It's like, yes, I know I'm doing a lot. I'm, I'm taking care of all this stuff. And it's just like, right. I do a lot of things. <laughs> you do so many things. And uh, like I said, it goes uh, unnoticed by so many people. So I'm hoping to bring some, at least some attention and notoriety to you, to you, because not only do you do all this work behind the scenes, but like literally like the nicest person <laughs> that I know in this community, you're just like so genuinely nice. And I mean that in the best way, because nice can be kind of like one of those, I actually hate, I hate telling people that they sound, that they are nice. Cause it almost feels like a, a compliment that's not really a compliment, but in this case, it is 100% true. You were uh, just your like demeanor and the way you handle things is just, just pretty awesome. So I will do my best to not put on the humble hat and just take the compliment as what it is because <laughs> I'm one of the people that's like, Oh no, it's no problem at all. Like, yeah, if, if it is, I would, I would, I would have never known. And that's kind of another one reason that uh, I'm glad we get a chat is because I feel like, uh, we've done a lot of chatting in the past, um, but I feel like I don't really know you uh, like super well. Like I don't know how you got started playing randomizer. I don't know what brought you into this community. So, like you know, me you, on the uh, professional level, not the like more intimate, like where where Mar's roots are. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what I I want to find out is what makes a Marath a Marath. And uh, yeah, so so where did where did you find uh, ALTTPR? Uh, the funny thing is that, like, I know a lot of people get in through, like, watching GDQ or, mm -hmm. like, um, you know, just finding it one day, finding a popular streamer like Andy or Dante or someone who was streaming a lot, like, back a while ago and, like, oh, hey, there's this randomizer thing and really getting into it. Mine was a little weird. Um, so I remember seeing it occasionally, like, once or twice at, like, a GDQ, but never really, like, thinking much of it. I was like, oh, this weird randomizer thing all these people are trying to come up with crazy ways to play these old games oh mm -hmm. that'd, that'd yeah. never be interesting and <laughs> yeah. um as a backstory on this um around that time i'm i was just starting up and just like maybe a year into doing a let's play channel with uh, my current housemate um and you know we were looking for always looking for games to play is like whatever to you know shoot this shit to in the background is like I was reading an article at work that was like, oh, well, now there's this randomizer thing that's this combo of Super Metroid and Link to the Past. Oh, I was like, wow. That, that sounds really fucking cool because, like, mm -hmm. I had never heard of the uh, process, by the way. So, oh, so sorry if you if I need to limit uh, swearing at all. I'm trying <laughs> no, swear to not do that. No, okay. we'll bring all the fucks and the shits and bring them all in. <laughs> Because I was just thinking, I'm, I'm keeping this like kind of casual, and it's just like, oh wait, should I, should I not be swearing? Uh, hang on, um, no, I want it but, all. All right, you got it. So I'm, I was just reading through, and I was like, man, that sounds really interesting. So I was just playing. I, I decided to get into it, download it one day, looked at it. John, uh, John, my roommate, had come in while I was playing. I was just in um, the Super Metroid portion. He was like, why are you playing Super Metroid? Like, I know, I know you've only played it like once or twice because I hadn't really played. 
Super Metroid growing up, but it was a really interesting game that I found a lot of, you know, interest in speed running, all that. And mm-hmm. then when I switched the screen to go to, you know, Link to the Past, Zelda 3, it blew his mind. I was like just having a blast with it. I had fun <laughs> yeah. with that seat. It took me like, I think, 15 hours to complete. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And then I was just like, I, I was playing the combo for a while. And then after like a week or two, I was like, you know what? What I should probably do is I should just focus on one game at a time. Like, I'll, first I'll focus on the Link to the Past one because I know I can do that easy. I'm really bad at Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll focus on super. I'll focus on Link to the Past for a while, and then I'll switch to Super Metroid, and then I'll just be really good at both, and it'll be really awesome. And then my usual thing happened where that second part never happened, and we just kind of stayed in the Link to the Past sort of realm, and mm-hmm. just kept going from there. Hey, have you played through Super Metroid? Because that's even though I've played a ton of retro games and I grew up on all this stuff, uh, the Super Metroid games I've actually never completed. I started it. On stream one time and just never went back to it. My very first playthrough of Super Metroid was, I think, like like from start to finish, was I think about like four or five years ago now. Like it was very like recent and as as far as like recent times go compared to how old I am, which is you know about like you know, I'm I'm in my thirties, I'll say. I was a nineties kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I hadn't touched the game and I never really got into it just because i didn't really have that many super nintendo games growing up i always joke with uh, everyone that was like oh well i had t- i had two super nintendo games growing up i had the packing game super mario world and championship pool that the computer <laughs> literally cheated at that's so funny um so you were doing let's plays before you got into randomizer were you for already familiar with twitch and kind of the let's play thing because i didn't learn about let's plays because I am an old curmudgeon. Um, I am older than 30 <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I didn't know that let's plays. Honestly, I, I was super even late, super late to YouTube in general. Like I wasn't watching a lot of YouTube. Uh, so what were you doing? Let's plays and Twitch before you got into rando. Yeah, we were doing let's plays on a mostly YouTube. We had the intent to, you know, do occasional like Twitch stuff and, all that. And we were familiar with the Twitch platform because um, going back a long, long time ago now, we used to watch like uh, day nine doing like Starcraft and like the oh, weekly yeah. like shenanigans and stuff that he would do. Like the user submitted like matches and um, um, one of our favorite user things was always like the, the nukes and Seuss thing that occasionally made a reround where anytime you dropped a nuke, you'd have to do a Dr. Seuss rhyme and <laughs> it, it sounds silly but it's it, it was entertaining to us at least so yeah, for sure so were you you were uh, what about online gaming what what games were you playing before you got into retro stuff or were you always was it just like an evolution or were you doing retro stuff already or, or were you it was kind of an evolution like i did a lot of like i was always one of those people i was like oh i'm always playing like the, the the newest like weirdest like whatever game that's out like oh dark souls 3 came out let's get on that oh oh we're really big into overwatch and hearthstone now like mm. so you're kind of switching back and forth between what yeah, you're just going from like stuck oh, I'm into playing this. yeah playing like this popular game now and then oh now this game's a little more popular let's try that one out so it was really kind of like a follow what everyone else is kind of doing and not like a oh hey i kind of have settled on this game that i really like uh-huh 
Okay, so what, what what games were you playing on on the Let's Play thing? Did you have like a a dedicated game that you were trying to like? Because a lot of Let's Plays are kind of like how to hundred percent like, link to the past or whatever. We're doing a lot of like variety stuff. We we currently on pause on it just because everything got screwed up when we had to do a move recently, uh, and our recording like area got you know torn down, and we're still trying to build it back up. But like we would basically do variety like you'll do like be like maybe every week and a half or so we'd be on a new series switching it up every couple days between like oh well now we're playing super metroid now we're playing pokemon snap now Mm. we're playing um link to the past like now we're like we we would jump between like a bunch of old games it would never really be a lot of like newer games like occasionally it'd be like it was fun having john struggle through his very first playthrough of dark souls that was very entertaining (laughs) because <laughs> yeah. he had never even played any sort of game like that with like uh-huh. the dodging mechanics and stuff and getting to have someone enjoy that for the first time is it's really a unique treat like if you've enjoyed a souls game and you can get someone to play it for the first time it is just wonderment watching them just struggle and get frustrated at that game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm so unfamiliar with dark, dark souls like my gaming knowledge despite being fully committed to link to the past randomizer in the last few years, my game knowledge is so limited to like Zelda and Mario and stuff. Like I I just kind of have Mm. this, these blinders on. So I, like I know dark souls, but I've never actually played it. Elden ring is, is part of the dark Souls series or made by the people that did dark souls. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know a hundred percent about it cause I haven't like researched it, but yeah, it's made, I believe by like the same company or, Otherwise, it's a successor, but it's in that very same like playstyle game at the very yeah. least. So you guys aren't dump, jumping into the El- the Elden Ring playthroughs I or let's play? I haven't had the the time to really get into one of those games right now. Like life's been a little bit tight on like oh well, let's get this game now. Let's get this game now because like I said, we had that move and that's kind of screwed some things up a little bit. But like. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's still a game that I'm looking at. It's like, I kind of want to pick it up eventually. Maybe once it goes on like a sale or something, I'll grab it. Sure. Uh, so you said that you had Super Nintendo, but you had only Super Mario World, which of course came with the console. And what was the, the pool game you said? Yeah, it was Championship Pool. That was the <laughs> Super Nintendo we had. Um, we, we were much more a, a, a Genesis household, actually. Oh, okay. I see. So you were you playing Link to the Past back in the day or... Was that no, a I game had, that you picked I, up recently? I never played Link to the Past until I got, I think, the GBA port back mm. in, what was it, like, the early 2000s, whatever yeah. it was. Like, yeah. And I played it once, start to finish, and then never touched it again. And that was my whole experience with it. And then... Wow. Okay. Like it, it's so it's much such, different than everyone else that I've talked to where it's like we grew up playing this game and that's kind of what brought us to this. Instead, you were playing uh, Sega games, huh? Sega games. And we were kind of a weird household, especially once we got into like the me being like the teenager kind of phase of the household. Because what we would do is we actually there's a very strange it's going to sound very strange, but it's one of those weird family dynamic things. Uh, our set of family, which is me. My dad, brother and sister, and two step um, sisters, and my stepmother, as well as um, my aunt, uncle, and their two kids, got really all under one household. Not necessarily all well under one household, but like we we would all be doing this. We um, 
actually got into playing Pac-Man competitively, believe it or not. <laughs> like like arcade Pac-Man? Which version like of Pac-Man? Arcade Pac-Man, Pac-Man, like like Miss Pac-Man <laughs> ass Miss yeah. Pac-Man. Um would constantly call each other, like, you know, hey, this is the current top score. So and so got the top score. And like everyone's like back and forth trying to beat whoever was playing last. And oh, we, wow. we were getting pretty crazy with it. It was it's kind of a weird <laughs> That is strange, but it is super awesome. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things you don't really think of, like, families doing or getting Mm. into something crazy like that as an entire family. But, like, I thought that was probably one of the coolest things I had growing up when we were doing stuff like that. Yeah, that does sound cool. That's hilarious. So, so you're, you're, (laughs) you're playing competitive Pac-Man. I'm guessing you're playing on Genesis and some of the other consoles then? Not even this is the the kicker part is, you know, you know, those crummy like bought it at Walmart. This is like arcade joystick has the plugs <laughs> right, into the, just plug the, the TV. TV. Yeah. yeah, it was it was those. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. So so you kind of have this very broad uh, sense of video games. So you weren't you didn't grow up a Zelda kid then or a Mario kid then you were playing it all the other um, things when did, not did you I ever like a little bit older get into it mm-hmm. not until i got a little bit older like because it wasn't until like i wouldn't say my first how do i say my first zelda game was really ocarina of time and oh, you know, right. mario 64 for mario well aside mm-hmm. from you know the the other mario games on like the original nes but sure those are those but like, yeah, it was really like once the 3D sort of came around, like that's where I started getting into Zelda. It was like, oh man, Majora's Mask was so good. Ocarina of Time, nostalgia glasses are on hardcore for it. But man, that's a terribly, terrible, terrible game now. Oh my gosh. I just started replaying all the Zelda games with my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Majora's Mask right now. And I just finished Ocarina of Time. And I was like, as I got done with it, I was like, I don't know how much I really like this game, <laughs> to be honest. Like, it's a good game at the time. It's a very good like if you look at it from the perspective of this was the very first 3D Zelda game and they had yeah. no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like it works. It's good. It builds a good foundation. Yeah, and then Majora's just, Mask just took that and just like was like, let's make this a hundred times better. Yeah. The controls are definitely improved because I'm, I'm playing on the Switch, but I'm playing with the Switch 64 mm-hmm. controller. Yeah. And uh, the controls for ocarina of time are really rough especially the targeting um but it does take a pretty big leap with majora's mask which is nice um another weird thing about ocarina of time though was just like how it's so suited to how weird the um the nintendo 64 controller was like yes you almost have to have one to play it like in the right feel yeah if that makes sense Totally, because I was started on the Switch or the Switch Pro controller, and it was awful. Yeah, I can imagine it was awful playing <laughs> Ocarina of Time with a Switch controller, especially because on the Switch you can't remap the buttons, so you're just mm-hmm. stuck with what they give you, and it's uh, it was awful. Just here you go. <laughs> yeah, the 64 controller definitely uh, definitely improved the experience for sure. So you start getting into 3D Zelda. Um, and the 64 stuff, are, do you become more of a Nintendo fan or are you still kind of branching out into other games? Uh, it's kind of like all over the place, but like 
Nintendo is definitely a big part of it. Like whenever a Zelda game would come out, it'd be like, yeah, let's go get that Zelda game, except for that Wind Waker one, because, oh, my God, those graphics look super weird. But like. Yeah, that, that was another one was Wind Waker took a little bit of getting into. Mm. It was only because it's of the such, graphics that those just like, so weird game, to me. It yeah. is like after the fact, it's like, I don't know why I had such like disdain for the graphics of that game because it's really good game the graphics are actually pretty good it was just like yeah such a such a change from like every other zelda game i looked at and i was just like no (laughs) this is not my zelda's the 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 link that i'm used to is like this big like Mm -hmm. sort of like intimidating scary like it's all all this like dark stuff like majora's mask and stuff like that it's like now it's this weird like colorful stuff like nintendo what are you doing (laughs) <laughs> right yeah I, I know uh the wind waker reaction i remember when it came out and people were just like ugh. i never had a problem with that i always thought variety is the spice of life i guess with it so i thought i thought that was cool yeah uh, but i was funny also a stupid purchased... teenager when that came out sure sure i actually purchased it for my gamecube and i never played it I never actually played it on gamecube which is crazy <laughs> like i because it came out like i want to say around the time in my early 20s or so and i was just like busy with other stuff and i wasn't playing a lot of video games so i never really got a chance to play but i did end up going back and playing an emulator and i've got a i actually have it now on the wii u the hd port too so yeah the hd port's actually really nice and solves a lot of like weird little things that had a yeah that were problems in that game but overall it was still a really good game Hmm. so gaming was a big part of your life as you were growing up then yeah pretty much because like i had a lot of weird home stuff and it was always one of those like big escapes because when it was yeah. like, wasn't like oh hey you know you're not allowed to do the fun activities that you normally do or mm-hmm. would want to do because you know you, we're going to make you do sports and stuff even though you've shown <laughs> that you clearly don't like sports <laughs> yeah totally so so you find super smz3 and that mm-hmm. leads you into to rando um, what it was your transition then into the ALTTPR community? Was it through the Go Mode podcast? Was it through the mentor tournament? Or was that bu- even before then? Um, I'm trying to remember because I was like, I played very casually for a while, playing like seeds here and there. Um, I remember there was the ma- main tournament, like I think it was the one after the super crazy Swiss one. I think it was the 2019 tournament. Um was one of the first ones that i gotten actually into aside from doing the first go mode um mentor tournament mm. uh, i i'm it, that feels like seven thousand years ago to be now because of all code and everything it's like i don't remember sure. how that all even lined up like I, know. I don't remember if mentor tournament was first or the the main tournament was first but yeah 2020 just ruins like how you everything distinguish time <laughs> for sure so you so you start playing you, and then you start getting to the community and it feels like at that point for me you just kind of were everywhere. I saw you like when you you joined the league in season two. Is that right? Yeah, um, I joined with a couple people that I'd known. Uh, Oro, one of my really good friends that yeah puts up with my crap a lot, and uh, one of our friends um, Jim was also from sort of the same circles. And, you know, that first year, I was just like, a, yeah, let's just play for fun. This league thing sounds like a cool thing. Let's get into it. It's a lot of silly modes and cool modes in there that we like. Let's just screw around and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I connect you so much to Oro because um, 
you and Oro were around, you got, you both came up around the same time and were on the same team and you guys kind of teamed up on everything for a while. Um, and are both awesome people to, <laughs> to go along with that. Um, so how, how did you meet Oro through uh, entering tournaments and stuff? Through, um, the mentor tournament actually, because we get both entered, um, Oro actually got knocked out, I believe, really early in the very first mentor tournament, which was really kind of sad because just the way that the mentor tournament was structured back then, it was like a it wasn't like now where you do like the six weeks of Swiss and like you have mentors all throughout. It was a like um it's like GSL brackets at first. So it was like if you lost like the first week or two, you're done. It was like, man, he didn't really even, they didn't really even get that much <laughs> get you, yeah, you out don't of even just get playing. To, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely changed for the better where you actually get a chance to be mentored and, and learn the game. Yeah. So, so we had hung, hung out a little bit doing like casual races with the GMP crowd. Cause like that sort of created like its own little click, like for a while and mm-hmm. with, you know how the clicks come and go. So it was like that oh, one yeah. was playing for a bit. So we were always in that and then everything sort of breaks off into every other sort of subgroup that that's been going on lately. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you get it, when the community continues to grow and grow, it's easy for people to sort of break off and find people that they have like similar interests in and stuff. Um, so that's, that's totally understandable. You came on as a mod, I believe in season two as well, or was that season three? Uh, in season three uh, of league, cause season two, um, was around the time that I was just learning how to restream. I was taught by, uh, if you remember him, uh, Vash. I can't remember the rest of his username, or, mm. but he was, yeah, he was really remember. big about helping a lot of like restream stuff between like GMP, Plando, um, LTTP randomizer channel. Like he was pretty up there. Like, and he still floats around every once in a while. I catch him every once in a while in, in the occasional stream here and there. And I'm like, oh, hey, how you been? And he's just like, you know, he's, he's, he was a really cool guy. He taught me everything I knew about restreaming. And then um, I guess I impressed you guys enough with the amount of restreaming that I was doing and stuff like that in season two that you guys asked me to come help with season three uh, to do mod stuff when um, the position opened. So like, yeah, let's jump. Yeah, on that. that's right. Yeah. Marty, um, who is our restream lead in seasons one and two uh, left. And I remember asking you to take over for it and, what you've done there and continue to do is super impressive because you've built up a really cool team there and put on a lot of like excellent restreams for the league that as the person that started the league and was running it for the first four seasons was so, I was so happy with all the stuff that you were doing because it was so beyond my scope. Like restreaming is just not, uh, in my wheelhouse. Um, yeah, I think my favorite thing with restreaming, though, was, like, between everything that I know and um, learned about doing restreaming and then having Oro and Sigma come on and just help build the league restream package that we had. Oh, right. That just streamlined yeah. the whole process for yeah. season four was just absolutely amazing. And just shout outs to those two, like, so much on that to make it to the point where you could just train a new streamer, restreamer to do league restreaming in about, like, 15 minutes and basically tell them just, like, here, all you do is you load this up, you put in your, your passcode. You tell it, hey, it's this thing on on the speed gaming schedule, and it loads everything in, and the only thing you have to do is crop and border everything. And it's just like, mm-hmm. wow, that's super simple. Yeah, it's it's super impressive. 
Um, so you you then also get involved with everything because not only are you uh, a mod and eventual admin of the league, but you're also on the council. And I, I believe, are you still on the council? Currently, yes. Um, and currently, are you still leader, leader as well? Yes, currently leader with uh, Dante and Buane. Okay, and this is, I think, your third, second or third term of that, right? Yes. Um, this is council session, I think, six. And I've been on for, I think, three, three yeah. or four. So, so what made you want to get involved in that sort of aspect of, of this community? A lot of it was just like the, you know, sort of just being a, uh, like I saw the kind of people that were like in the council for the most part and took it kind of as like a, hey, you know, I kind of want to join as like a, originally like the, the oh, like, hey, this is from the perspective of someone that's like a restreamer and trying to do a lot of volunteer stuff, but is also, you know, actively a player and maybe not like the highest up there player, but like, you know, still knows their way around the game and isn't just like, you know floundering through seeds left and right <laughs> right like like i'm i'm i'm, I'm I'd, I'd wager to say that i'm good now when i cannot you know shoot myself in the foot but mm. I, i'm still not up there with like the crazy like top tier people like you know your andy's dantes your tournament winners gamma you yourself like i i can't quite match you guys just yet but i'll maybe get there mm-hmm. i believe so yeah so, so you joining the council was trying to get your input into the, the racing. Gosh, it's, it's the council is such a strange thing to me because I was a member of it when it first started and it was kind of like the wild west when we started it because we didn't really know what was going on and we didn't really know exactly what we were doing. And then P train came on and helped develop like all the laws and the rules and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The bylaws and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's a weird aspect. Like it's a necessary evil, I guess, but it's also one that I'm like, it's not, doesn't even feel like it's as active as it used to be because we're not finding new glitches and things like that. And I'm not even sure what, what you guys are doing <laughs> behind the scenes right now. It's, it's but, nice when the council is quiet. Like yeah, I'll, yeah, also, I'll sure. say that at least it's like, you know, there's, there's always stuff like going on in the background. There's always like little discussions here and there, but it's like, as long as it's not like, there's 1700 people cheating or we got like, oh man, Yuzahara found another glitch with the, with Samari. I was like, oh, she's <laughs> right. great. Now how are we going to classify yeah. this one? <laughs> so did you have a goal in joining the council? Was there a specific yeah, it was, thing? It was kind of like, it was kind of like to be sort of like, cause at the time I was still a fairly newer player in my opinion. I was like, I want to kind of be like that voice to the newer player of like the, Hey, you know, I'm still like just joining. Like I'm still trying to like, get into tournaments in general. These are the kinds of things that I'd like to see happen with like the rules when we were, they were doing the, um, the glitch review and stuff like that. Mm. So it was really kind of like a, get that newer player kind of perspective when I initially joined. Yeah. But now you don't have it. I mean, you've been a part of the community for, for years and years and years now. Do you have a different goal or is it just kind of remain the same as, as a, not My only goal a now is to be council. a voice. My goal now is to be a voice for all the crotchety old people that are just like completely fed up with the game and <laughs> yes. and just like, man, I'm never going to be good at this. And right. oh, so, why do they keep allowing all these new glitches? Yeah. So what is that voice? What does the voice there say for, for those crotchety old people that don't like <laughs> new glitches and don't want things to change? And, uh, you know, well, what, what glad, things we, to, we haven't had one come up in a bit, but like. 
it's it's always like at least for me at my my stance on when like the glitch stuff comes up and stuff and things like that for castle is always like i see a lot of like usually one side of the argument for a glitch or for coming down on an argument on something and it's just like generally i'll try to just take the opposite side and just mm. see like hey you know what about it from this perspective like sure I, I, to use the example of just like you know a, a cheating allegation for example like oh man this guy's clearly like doing all this weird cheating stuff it's like well what if he's not what if like this is their mindset while while they're do, doing this what seems to be strange routing like out of like because context a lot and looking at things like cheating really kind of matters yeah. um so cheating is so yeah. hard catching it because because of that right like we don't have oh, access yeah. to everything that they have. So you can never definitively prove that someone cheated unless yeah, they admit it's like it, you, right? Yeah, because it's like you don't know what they have on their screens that they're not showing on stream. You don't know what they're thinking. You don't know what they might be saying, like, you know, externally that's not to their stream. You don't know what they're looking at. Like, they might actually be stream sniping. Anybody could be stream sniping. Like, cheating is like one of the easiest things to do. It's just like, you're, it's just eventually you're going to screw up and get caught. So, yeah. It's a matter of yeah. on what, so it yeah. never really pays to actually cheat. So please don't cheat. Don't make my yes. life harder. <laughs> That's the thing. It just makes life worse for everyone else, especially on on the pe- the people on the council. Um, so yeah, you kind of dogged yourself a little bit as talking about your play skills. You almost qualified for the main tournament this year, right? Yeah. Um. Re- like I was reviewing through like all my qualifiers that I had played, and I was like. Man, if I hadn't like screwed up so executionally on this one run, I would have been in. I'm just like, man, my, my biggest problem is like, I know I'm good. I'm v- very good at this game. My only problem is that I just shoot myself in the foot and either I choke on execution or it's just like, I will just blow it completely on routing. Mm. And it's like, I, I got to like find that, figure out like whatever it is that like groove that really gets me going good. And it's just like, I can just absolutely nail it. And just, I wish I could do that every single time. So my mm-hmm. biggest problem is just like consistency really. Yeah. Do you have an approach to seeds? Cause I know there's like the clown routers and then there's the, what the skippers and there's the uh, full clearers. Everyone's got kind of a different approach when they play this game. What's, what's your approach when you, when you load up a seed? Um, somewhat conventional, a bit conservative, but also mix in a good hefty amount of cloud routing and just never not punished in the very first 30 minutes. Cause one of my biggest jokes that I'll do that everyone in like my community circles are familiar with is always like, oh, well, you know, if Merit doesn't find all the key, the required items to be the seed by 30 minutes, that's it. We're not going to win. <laughs> but like (laughs) the the amount of times like if you look at my first 30 minutes of every game it's like oh my god this is so strong like you're going so crazy well like you decided oh well i'm just gonna skip cac for a little bit on this particular scene even though it's such a weird option it's like oh hey we found the bottle and the flute and then we went to cac and got this and it's just like everything just sort of piles on the first 30 minutes like okay we're coming up on about five minutes left. We got five minutes to find the fire rod, Samaria, and a glove. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's the that's the way to do it, I guess. Um, your your current uh, league team, our last season's league team, was it? That was Zelda and Chill, right? Yes, we, uh, Zelda and Chill with uh, myself, Oro, and uh, Darity had replaced our friend uh, Jim, who. 
he just got very busy these this past couple of years between like work and real life. And it's just like, man, he couldn't really compete. And that's unfortunate. So we joked, it was like, oh, well, you'll just be our cheerleader this year. And if you want to come back next year. You know, if you have time, we'll, we'll have you. But we also have Darity and she's she's an amazing player. I, I really adore her. Like I. I have not seen anyone do TR laser skips like her until I saw her do them. And I was like, how do you do them so fast? Bootsless. Like, mm. It literally looks like she just walks up to the laser, just like runs on through. And it was just like, no stopping. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. how do you time that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, d- did you guys qualify for the invitational? We just missed it. Um, we played oh, okay. against uh, JKLOL in the the definitive uh, match set, the one where it was like whoever won this go- right. would get the invitational. So we were like just under, and we went, I believe it was one and three versus them. Mm. Man, it's so close, just right there. But shoot, you might even still get. I feel like you guys are right on that cusp of making, well, making if, the invitation. If the admin team really likes us this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about league because you are uh, one of the four admins uh, on the league. Uh, mm-hmm. I no longer am, so for the first time, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I don't. What is what is season five going to look like for the league? Have you? If if I think things started with, to flesh um, out, or we've already started talking about like the development of league, and I have no idea when our this particular episode is going to go up. So. Um, I'll tr- I'm trying not to say anything too super spoilerish, but like we've already got a good handle on how we want to see like the play the playoff structure go, what we modes we want to see for the main season, um, and a bunch of back end stuff that Sigma's always working on because when isn't Sigma working on something for the league? <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. So, but like, yeah, everything's sort of like getting into a swing of things, just constantly thinking like, oh, well, do we want to make this minor change? How do we want to handle this this year based on the feedback from last year? Because some of the feedback from last year was just like, that we got that we really kind of want to pay attention to was the variety of modes in playoffs was a little Mm. bit of an issue, at least for games like one and two. Like everyone seemed to love like the game three and four thing was pretty good. Game five, everyone that got to game five had a blast. and was just like, man, I wish we could have had this more often. Yeah. Which was the uh, the co-op, co-op uh, retrans. Yeah. And such a fun mode. Like, I'm glad that so many people actually really liked that. Yeah. That was such a contentious point, right? Like, when we announced uh, announced that mode, people were like, I don't want to do that. But it's super fun to play. Like, it's the like, I think it's one like of the once best. Once you actually get to it, yeah. Yeah. Once you play it, it's actually a lot of fun. I think the problem was no one had played it. So, yeah, so it, it, was that, it, was that new, it was that new thing, fear. Uh huh. Yeah. People don't like it. The curmudgeons didn't like us <laughs> introducing something new. I oh, do think got that this weird new mode now. Oh, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. I, well, like even the, the ladder, right? The ladder has Ambrosia. Was it called something Ambrosia like that? Ambrosia 1A. That's like a, some weird Zelda off one of, mode, yeah. uh, Zelda Retro. It's like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I still want to play like one or two. I haven't hopped into it just yet, but I'm like, it's a little weird of a mode. I'm not sure if it's for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings on the community overall with uh, the link to the past randomizer community? Where do you think it, what do you think of it now? And where do you think it's going in the future? Are we growing? Are we shrinking? Is it, I don't know. Tell me what you, what are your thoughts on the, on the community? Um, In general, I think it's, it's still growing like it's growing a lot faster than even i think it's growing because 
for the mentor tournament, we were trying to project like how many people would be applying this year. Cause this is like at the time of this recording, we just finished like the cutoff for applicants and stuff. Not to date the episode or anything, but sure. um, I, I was dead certain that we weren't even going to have half, like about maybe half the signups, like within a, the first couple of days that signups were open, but it was like, we were well past half after like the second day. And I was like, Oh no, this is going to go terribly. <laughs> That's hilarious because like, I yeah I had no idea. Like, I, are there new people playing? And apparently there there is quite a few. plenty of new people. We got a lot of like fairly green people this year, and I'm looking through like the async times and stuff that we have, and anything that they have on record. I'm like, man, these people are really new. How do we have so many new people still coming into this community? I was just like, this is actually kind of impressive. I did not expect this kind of growth to consider to continue after uh, COVID had happened because I thought COVID was going to be like our biggest like. Mm. growth period because everyone was home yeah. working from home right. not doing anything and watching like youtube and twitch constantly and constantly getting moved into hey what's this randomizer thing and getting into it that was like yeah that seemed like the biggest growth period but no it just still has not stopped mm-hmm. yeah it's super cool to see so you're actually are you a an admin for the mentor tournament as well Yes, I, I'm an admin for the mentor tournament. I'm admin for league. I'm on the council uh, leader. I got fingers in like every pie. So <laughs> you sure do. How, so how do you manage all of this? How, how do you play I the game? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the, the answer, right? You don't. You have to somehow because I know you still race and you and you have your your finger in every all of these different pies. And for me, that's kind of where my burnt out burnout came from. Is just trying to do too much um do you worry about burnout do you worry about oh absolutely like i'm 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 definitely worried about it. i'm looking to maybe cut down on things but it's also one of those those problems at the same time that it's like oh well there's these other things spinning up it was like i kind of want to help out with or like i want to see happen because like i remember talking to someone about a tournament that skipped like the last year i was just like you maybe want to get a tournament together for that this year. I'll help you. And it's just like, no, you've already got too many things on your damn plate. We're trying to drop things, not add things. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, one thing I like to ask my guests is, is talking about tilt and how do we, how do you deal with tilt? How do you remain, how do you remain positive and not let the game wear you down when you don't have a, 80% winning streak like or, or win streak like someone like Gamachu or Zelga Desan or someone who Ari who's you know wins 8 out of 10 races how do you how do you Amir I need help <laughs> this, is, this is the thing I need the most help with like tell myself on stream when I'm racing and I haven't raced in over a month you know it doesn't matter if you win or lose it doesn't matter if you win or lose it doesn't matter if you win or lose and I you know I try to tell myself that and I try to believe it but it how do you just get through that feeling? Str- yeah, like there's yeah. there's sort of like the long aspect and the short aspect of it. And I think I feel like I feel like I've got a good handle on the long term aspect of tilt, but I definitely have problems with the short term. So example, like I've never had a really great super like win rate. Like you look at me on ladder, I'm like, I still haven't been above I haven't been above fifty percent since season two, and that was like a thousand mm. years ago. That was yeah. like literally my worst season. I think I went like five and like 30 or something absolutely just horrid like and just have not recovered since. Um, And just the constantly like, oh, man, I should be doing better than this. Oh, man. Blah, blah, blah. It's just like I, I 
you always just kind of take a step back and just look at like your overall play over the long period of time. It's just like, yeah, you know, I am actually pretty good at this game. I've beaten P train two out of two out of three times. And, uh, well, made many pretty funny jokes about that. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just, just sort of like taking in the big picture. And it's like, yeah, like I have all these victories under my belt that prove that I know what I'm doing, that I can play. So, you know, this long-term tilt is like, Oh, that's not really enough. Anything like I know I'm a good player. I just need to focus on my short end. That'll get things better. But the short-term tilt, like the immediate, like, in the moment like losses like tournament losses are always absolutely terrible for me yeah. like i like i am you know how some people can get some people get really super salty and they will just like go crazy and just like mm-hmm. say whatever yeah like, I, I i at least got myself down to a point because i would be that kind of person like if i wasn't as together as i was now uh, like, like if you put me back in my shoes like 10 years ago, I definitely would have been that kind of person that like mm. outbursty, like, man, after this game, this stupid location doing, ah, this game sucks. It was just like a lot of it is to step down, like, you know, talk to your opponent like a human, like, you know, hey, good game. You know, I, I apparently didn't play the strongest, um, but I do also tell them it's like I'm a little upset at this loss and I'm going to try to not, you know, be terrible about it and be. A bad person about it but i'm just letting you know that i'm just not necessarily okay right now and mm. being able to sort of air that out is just like i think a decent thing to at least have with your opponent because you're like at least being straight with them like hey you know i'm really glad you won but also like you know i'm very clearly frustrated and i'm not going to be the most <laughs> chatty person yeah. in the world when we yeah. try to like be super friendly at the end of the match <laughs> yeah because everyone wants to like oh man i want to talk about this seed like oh man how did you do this, this, and this? And it's just like, there are some matches though, where you're just like, I really don't want to talk about this. I don't want to do anything about it. If you talk to me, I'm going to rip your head off. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah. When, when you Go get ahead. in those moments, it's just like, a, I'd rather try to let my opponent know. And that sort of makes me feel a little bit better because then it's like, they know, Oh, you're not like being an ass. You're just in a really bad mood, obviously because of the loss and you're just trying to, you know, soften the blow of, Hey, I'm trying to not be a bad sport about this. Yeah. Even though it's really bringing me down right now. Yeah. I think, I think the thing I have going for me the most is I'm quick to apologize because <laughs> there's times where I say things and I'm just like, ah, uh, uh you know, I'll walk away from Discord or whatever and then go back and realize, oh, I got, I, I shouldn't have said that and apologize. <laughs> because, it's, you know, like it's so hard. You want to, for me at least, when I always, I get angry at myself more than I get angry at my mm-hmm. opponent. But just because I get angry with myself doesn't mean I don't take it out on my opponent. Yeah. Same thing as sort of like what I was saying. Yeah. So balancing that and trying to understand that and trying to, to manage that, I think. I think that might be the goal of this entire podcast is try to try tell have everyone tell me how to manage my own tilt, which I you know something that I've just, I've got to figure out on my own. But I always find it interesting Actually, because some people handle it really well. Like I don't know if I've ever seen you on stream get tilted or hear you get tilted or and I, you know I, I opened our conversation with talking about how nice you are because you always are nice even in in defeat. I feel like so it's I'm actually a little surprised. There. 
yeah. is that I'm, I'm glad that we have the 10, 15, 20 minute stream delays during Kermis mm. and stuff like that, because that really actually, I feel kind of gives you that time to just sort of recompose yourself, get ready to do yeah. an interview um, or decline the interview. If you really think you're in that bad, like that's, you know, why you can say, you know, Hey, I don't feel like doing an interview right now. I'm really not feeling it. So yeah, like really take those more seriously for some people that actually need it is like, you know, if, if you can't talk about the, the situation afterwards, like then don't like just just stop, like get a, mm-hmm. get away from it. Like use that use that couple minutes after the race rather than chatting up with your opponent. And tell him, hey, you know, I'll be back to you in a minute. I need to go calm down, yeah. like, get up, go get some water, go to the bathroom, like just step away from the moment and just recompose yourself. So that way, you know, you're a little bit more yourself when you come yeah. back for doing an interview. Mm hmm. Because all those feelings your... just like come at come at you like at the very end of the race, like when you win or lose. So it's like yeah, all that really in the moment stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the hard part is not reacting in the moment, and uh, you know, I, it's something I hope to better myself in totally. Do you, how long do you see yourself being a part of this community? Do you see it like it? If you play the game less, do you feel like you'll still stick around, or do you feel like? Uh, to stick around you got to play the game or what are your thoughts there um it's really hard to kind of say like eventually i'm probably going to have an exit at some point right like you can't just play this you know forever like well maybe but who knows uh-huh. but like probably eventually stop move on to other things and slowly just sort of wane out of it but like as, as long as i want to be helping at least manage like still playing occasionally like it's sort of going to be at least a little bit of both if anything like just mm. scaled up or down depending on how much you know free time i have yeah it's hard to leave this community because there's a lot of excellent great people that are that i consider friends and uh you're i'm definitely glad to count you as one of my friends here so i'm very thankful that you consider me one of your really good friends i really like enjoy having you as one of my really close friends too so it's awesome yeah i think we covered it all you good i think i'm good i I can't really think of too much else to add like i'm I'm really not the super like most talkative person like i i'm one of those introvert people that just like get me away from the public's eye i don't want to see you people (laughs) right right there's a reason you're behind the scenes a lot of stuff is (laughs) because you don't want that recognition and here i am dragging you out like let's let's heap praise on the Cause, uh, I don't mind it every once in a bit. It's it's yeah. fun. It's just I don't. I, I'm not the kind of person that could just like be up there every day. Like, hey, you know, we're doing this. I can't. I can't be the the forefront person. Really. Like, yeah. I you, try if, to you're, be sometimes. if you were in a band, you were not the lead singer. You're not the front man. You're the the drummer in the back, making sure yeah. that everything is uh, is steady. Because uh, you definitely smooth. you steady the ship for sure. In, in times of, of distress when I was, when we were running the league together. So I, I thank you for that, but thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you had me on. Like it was, it was a fun, this was a fun uh, thing that I got to do that. You know, just, just sit here and chat for a little bit about like the, the history of this weird cat. <laughs> All right. Thanks, America. I was really excited when I asked America to do the show and she agreed. Um, I just, Again, I'm just going to gush over how awesome she is because of who she is. She's just an amazing person. Even if she didn't selfishly give her time and, and her energy to everything that she does for everyone else so that everyone else could benefit, 
she is still an amazing person, despite all, all of that she gives. Uh, the time on the council, uh, the time as the uh, uh, admin of the league and the restream person over there and helping people with the Go Mode Mentor Tournament and stuff. She's just amazing. So I'm glad she, she agreed to be on the show, and uh, I'm glad uh, we got to spend some time uh, talking and delving into her past a little bit as well. So we're winding down on the season. Episode number 11 is going to be next Monday. We've got magnet hands on the show. Let me tell you, you're not prepared for this conversation because I wasn't prepared for this conversation. I didn't know Magnet too well. I've watched him on his streams. He's pretty new to the community. But getting to know Magnet has been a huge pleasure. And one of the benefits of doing this podcast is because he's such a great guy. And I didn't know all the stuff about his history and who he is. And I love that Magnet uh, isn't afraid to share who he is and what he's going through and struggling with. And we get into it. So prepare yourself for next week because uh, it's a it's an excellent conversation and uh, I love talking with Magnet. We'll end the season in two weeks with uh, Solsky. We'll take a little bit of break and then we'll be back for season two. Already lining up a bunch of guests. I hope to have the entire uh, guest list ready for you all by the end of season one. Got a couple more confirmations I need to do. But I can't thank you all enough for... Uh, for being a part of the show. If you can, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Join our Discord. 216pod.com has a link to our Discord. I'm doing restreams. Again, I've got that open door policy. So if you ever see me doing a restream and I'm alone in the booth, just jump in that green room and I'll drag you in. Again, the only requirement is don't be an asshole. (laughs) And uh, and there's no assholes over at 216pod.com in the Discord. So don't have to worry about that. Thank you all so much for for hanging out on my stream for the subs for the follows for listening to the show for uh, subscribing to the show i can't thank you all enough like everything is just awesome right now and uh and you're really helping me enjoy being a part of this community and enjoying this game and i can't i can't i can't thank you all enough thank you all for listening and we'll uh, see you next week